We went to some diner in um, San Leandro. San Leandro. Elio's. Yeah, and it was um, Good diner. just filling more and more with cops the longer we were sitting there. <laughs> yeah, dude. There were so many cops and then so many more cops and then it was just like all cops and us. There were a lot of guns in that diner. A lot of guns. It was incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, but didn't yeah. you feel... It was uncomfortable, but didn't you feel safe? That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like my unease was growing so dramatically. Yeah, uh, we, we had to leave and it was... I mean, all of us were uncomfortable, but yeah. you, you yeah. were like, I have to go. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kept also looking over at us because we were like the only people that were... Probably what it was is We that didn't they, have guns. <laughs> they, I, probably they wanted our seat to open up for the rest of the cops to show up. We had up. a real good seat. We had yeah. a good seat. But still, it's like a bunch of people with guns just like glancing over at you. And people who can legally kill you and get away with it is like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. Hey, Wario, destroy Mario. This is episode 289 of the Insert Credit Show, the only video game talk show featuring this specific panel, punctuated by this specific buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and a video game habit I'm needlessly anxious about is that I don't like leaving a video game paused or idled for too long out of fear of misrepresenting myself on the time plane. Oh, man, I hate that one. I agree. <laughs> a really good answer. Um... <laughs> My name is Frank Safali, and video game what habit that I'm anxious about? Is That's that... right. Wow, got it. Um, Brandon, I think you're more guilty of this than I am, but uh -oh. um, in a game where like NPCs might have stuff in their pockets, I gotta know. I gotta know what's in their pockets. Uh -huh. What's in that pocket? Yeah. What's in that pocket? You might have something. And like, even once I've kind of figured out that all they have is a randomly spawning, you know, healing item. And some trash, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I still like oh, there might be something good in that pocket. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's even worse. Actually, it, it extends worst of all with uh, JRPGs that have like a steal in uh -huh. them. Oh, it's yeah. like I'm gonna miss something crazy if I don't just like steal on every round uh, and just never fight with my thief. So that makes me anxious. Oh yeah, gotta do that. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and a video game habit that makes me anxious uh, is. Uh, uh, I mean, highly specialized, sort of more of a trade craft aspect, but it's, uh, I just don't play any video game without, uh, making sure all of my capture footage, hardware and capture cards and such are all locked up and ready to go and ready to start and, uh, record every single second of every frame of footage at reference quality resolutions directly to my network server. And, way, uh, it doesn't count. It makes turning a video game on such a chore you know and then it's like i'm just uh it's like while the video game's on i'm like i guess i gotta play it and then it's like by the time you get started playing the game it's like i don't really want to play this anymore and it's like but i have to so that's uh that's my sad thing but sometimes after about an hour there's fun so it takes a while right? when you get there yeah it takes a while once you hit cruising speed i'm brandon sheffield and the video game thing that causes me anxiety. I definitely get that pause screen one because it's like, you know, pause the game and go out and let the let the dog pee and the dog's taking a long time and I'm like, ah, 
the the save file is going to think that I spent hours on this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? Why do I this care about that? This is killing my speed run. It's, it's so stupid. I I'm love not... that stuff, though. Actually, I don't. I'm not speed running nothing. But, uh. Um, well, I don't, I don't care what the game thinks. I care that, like, I want to know how long I played this game, actually. Right. That's true, Elsa. So you should yes. capture every second of footage of the game that you play, and you can <laughs> drop right. them all in a premiere sequence, and you can see. <laughs> Trade run good. anxiety for another one. <laughs> Try that out. <laughs> I think for me, it's probably going to be looting everything. I think I've recently almost cured myself of this, but I've got to, like, look for everything find all the little bits and bobs and and collect them and then my inventory gets too full and then i gotta like trudge back out of the dungeon the way i came to get oh, to a get shop you, yeah. and then you. uh like sell off just the right things or see what things i have to drop and stuff and oh god i hate i hate that i have to do that <laughs> i don't want to i would i would love to not care but it's like oh, if i need this stick you know they don't let you not care in video games these days. It's true. Made it really hard to start my first Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gotta yeah, take yeah. every plate. Your dang cheese wheels and stuff. We might talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. But for now, here's my first question. How about that PlayStation showcase? I didn't watch uh, it. Yeah, good one. You know, the old, the old, the old. How about the news? How about the news? Well, a couple of things. There was uh, Bungie's Bungie's first game that uh, they're making as a Sony-owned mm-hmm. studio, which is also coming out for Xbox and PC. Interestingly, yeah. Yeah. is Marathon. A very beautiful, beautiful looking marathon game that happens to not actually be a single player marathon game like people wanted and is instead an extraction shooter in the vein of uh, Escape from Tarkov, which uh, could be interesting, but it's uh, it's potential uh, could be interestingness is definitely overshadowed by the fact of people are disappointed as they should be because yeah. it would be nice to have sort of a single player or a multiplayer, you know, sort of a marathon marathon game. Yep. The end. There's other things, too. I looked at the graphics and I thought, that looks neat. And then they described it and I was like, well, I'm not going to play that ever in my life. But, you know, it's not for me. Those games are, uh, extraction shooters are pretty cool though. They're a pretty neat alternative to uh, Battle Royale in my opinion. Yeah, but like, I don't want to play, have to play a game with a squad and then some other squad that's more 12 years old than me can steal all my stuff before I leave. They're pretty good with matchmaking these days. I literally have not heard the phrase extraction shooter before this week. Oh, really? It was brand new to me. Yeah. Oh, well, y'all, y'all don't, uh, y'all don't get uh, the, what do you call it? The game designers quarterly or whatever magazines I'm reading over here on my, my golden throne of my, over the high horsedness. I keep track of this nonsense and i shouldn't i should uh, not bother but i do um that's extraction shooters are uh so they're not battle royales but they are oh god they are much like a battle royale they are lots of players on a big map but instead of like 100 players it's like 12 players which is still kind of a lot of players and you're in little teams and what you're trying to do is get into your opponent's area get a thing and then get out back to your area it's kind of a capture capture the the flag. flag But it the 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 flag is uh is uh I don't know dollar bills or or rupees or coins or whatever you're just getting uh getting the stuff getting it out and uh, just making running laps basically right so uh yeah. or uh you know get in get the thing get out kind of uh, sounds like it began as a pitch to a game designer being like no it's not capture the flag and uh, it it just it the the phrase existed to uh 
uh, for game designers to get mad about people calling something capture the flag yeah. uh, when it's a little more nuanced than that actually uh, there there is more to it I don't know it's a it, look up the game Escape from Tarkov uh, which uh, is uh, I believe the flagship of this particular genre but anyway, there were other things there too. They showed Dragon's Dogma Two footage. Looks real good. Uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen, that final trailer they did for Final Fantasy Sixteen, looks real good. That game is going to be cool. Uh, and the conversation about it will be uh, very um, unbearable. So I'm going to just play it and have fun. What else did they show? There's uh, there's there's two Metal Gear announcements with no developers attached, as far as I yeah. can tell. Yeah. So that's interesting. Metal Gear Solid Delta. They are remaking Metal Gear Solid Three. Very clearly not putting a number calling it delta delta being like the you know the mathematical term for update or change or whatever right they should have mm. called it metal gear solid triangle though in my opinion metal gear solid metal gear triangle um but it's uh it's very clear that what they're doing is they're going to remake the whole metal gear solid one two three four maybe even five and they're doing them in chronological order which is very funny because metal gear solid three is the one that takes place in the 60s yeah oh yeah and it predates like peace walker and all that i guess it is the first one right yeah so it's oh, like yeah. I, I saw a few people being like why metal gear solid 3 and it's like oh well i have an answer for you uh, and, i also uh, think it's 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 the silent hill 2 of metal gear you know yeah, it's it's yeah. the one that 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 is slightly favored over the they rest. can't make a new metal gear without kojima uh they could try but it would be really really uh yeah we're not there yet i mean you know you know, you know yeah. what they could do if they really wanted what they what? could uh, they could rehire Shinta Nojiri, uh, the the mm. maker of the Metal Gear Acid games, and mm. uh, like that guy could make he could make a new Metal Gear, but uh, they'd have to they'd have to find him and hire him and give him a bunch of money. That's uh yeah, I mean I don't know how much of a bunch of money uh, Konami has. Uh, there's basically zero uh, regard yeah. for the idea of uh, yeah. human resources. They got what's his name Masahiro Ito still there for some reason, right? Mm. Uh, but everybody else is gone. Like every single yeah. cool person is gone. They have no. Uh, uh, I anybody working on those Metal Gear games is is a scab in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not even like a diehard Kojima guy. I played all his games. I think he's a a weird, quirky sort of dude. But it's like, yeah, you're you're a goddamn scab if you're working on uh that Metal Gear game, in my opinion. Then there was the um. Well, hang on, I want to I want to pause on their collection with the older stuff too because uh, that could be mishandled really easily. Oh yeah, um, they have not reissued Metal Gear Solid One ever, as far as yes. I know. Um, so my guess is uh, they they found someone who will give them a, an off the shelf PlayStation One emulator. So I, I I wouldn't expect much from Metal Gear Solid One there. Um, there, uh, what's new there is uh, Ghost Baby. Um, for the Game Boy Color. Um, oh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Ghost Battle. I don't think they've ever reissued that one either, right? So that that's kind of interesting. But again, that's just probably off-the-shelf emulator. Um, I really like their ports of Metal Gear 1 and 2 that they did, other than the font. Did either of you try to play the the, the remakes that they did on, on like PlayStation 2? No. I looked at them, but I never, I never played them, no. So there's something about the font that's... I mean, first of all, it's not to the pixel... Uh, aspect ratio that the game is so it just looks like it's from another universe but also there's just something wrong about the weighting of it. it just it just looks really sloppy and could easily have been a pixel font and and fit so uh i'm just digging in all the stuff when when uh 
when I was pitching them on like every product that they've brought out in the last five years, um, all the stuff we were going to do. Yeah, and then they decided to do it themselves worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's something we would have fixed, folks, is the font. So uh, if, if it comes out with a bad font, uh, we warned them. We warned, uh, you know, three staff ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three three entire entire turnovers ago. Yeah, yeah. your your pitch uh, lives on as like a .txt on like a server somewhere. <laughs> I don't deliver .txt. Well, no, no, no. PDF. I'm saying somebody. No, you you don't know how these Japanese companies work. Somebody <laughs> looked at your pitch and they wrote a single sentence in a .txt with no attribution <laughs> and just just summed it up. And uh, that's uh, and then they put that somewhere, and that's how that's what your pitch is now. Your your powerpoints, whatever it is you sent, all deleted to quote unquote save space on a server. Like Panzer Dragoon Saga was deleted by Sega. Is that true? Do they really I don't delete? Know if that's true. I don't know. No one knows that stuff. People talk right. about Sega having deleted source code and whatnot. What else was there at the I, Sony I wanted thing? To talk about the PlayStation Q. PlayStation Q. I want to talk about that. Yeah, the, okay. the Nintendo Switch for the PlayStation Five that you can only use in your the house. The Wii U for the PlayStation Five. You can, yeah. So I, I just wanted to talk about it specifically because I said that because there were rumors about this from something that was called like GamerZone.net or something. You know, like it was from somebody that I'd never kids heard of. out there trying to get paid. Yeah, I know. And I was like, no way is Sony or any other company going to release a full handheld that it requires Wi-Fi all the time and is nothing but a screen that mirrors the PS5 in your house because it like looks like the a control use case like... for that is so small and like it's 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 just like not that so I, so they completely proved me wrong because that's exactly what they did so I was uh, I just had to mention it because I was like there's no way that this is what we're doing don't be fooled by this this leak because it couldn't be but um it was there's all those people out there who uh who you would see them uh for throughout the whole PlayStation 4 era being like uh you know destiny just came out Really loving it on my Vita with remote play upstairs in the bedroom. And it's like, yeah, that's I mean, like, I, what's that like? You know, I mean, that's cool. Like, I'm not making fun of these people. I'm just like, that seemed like something so foreign to me. You yeah. know, like, I would never do that. And that's that's obviously what this has got to be. It's like my kids using the TV. And so I'm going to play PlayStation 5 in my bed. Or I just want to play, play PS5 in my bed. Any of those things. It's totally fine. Isn't it's it just, just that Logitech thing? Isn't there like exactly like a Logitech cloud gaming handheld? Isn't it just the same thing? Did they not? Is it like just a, a rebranded version of that? This can't be something that Sony had spent like actual like full R&D budget on. Can and it? I think that this was why I was like, there's no way they're making that because they'd have to spend R&D budget making something that has a very limited use case and it doesn't make sense. But um. It's got the all the dual sense functionality and stuff, so it's they definitely spent some. And all that all that battery eating dual sense functionality, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a but it's only a, it's only a screen. It doesn't have like a processor in it or anything really. Yeah. It's just like it's probably going to be some weird like bargain price that just makes even the most diehard consumer suspicious. You want to know what's interesting? I own a PSVR two, right? I bought mm -hmm. one just uh, for you know it's a uh, it's tax deductible for me, right? It's uh, and I wanted to play Gran Turismo and check out Res and you know join the conversation, as it were. And during that PlayStation showcase, as soon as the PSVR logo came up on the screen, I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. 
<laughs> so it's like that's that's not really a that's not good, is it? No, that's no. Not a good sign. I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and I come back, and it's some game that's like, what if you could put on your VR headset and see your hands holding a gun? You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, that's not necessarily. I got it so I could drive a cool car real fast, and I'll tell you what, it's really neat for that. I really like it. They got their own Splatoon coming. Yeah, Foam Stars. Foam yeah. Stars is hilarious looking. They've got some that that extremely like way too busy looking uh, Breath of the Wild city builder game. Good luck with that. You know, <laughs> is all I can say about that. Uh, but it looks it looks neat. You know, the setting looks really incredible. God, that that Square Enix Splatoon, uh, Big Lots store brand Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 Kmart store brand Splatoon, you know, Dragon Quest aesthetic. If you squint at it, that Splatoon. that 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 Aldi cereal brand Splatoon. Kirkland Squidnitchers is that? Hey, something? no, you got there. Kirkland doesn't. Uh, Kirkland doesn't brand stuff. Brandon, they just put Kirkland on there. Aldi actually has a Count Chocula. They actually have a chocolate <laughs> vampire yeah. on their chocolate uh, marshmallow cereal. That's nice. dangerous, man. That's, yeah, that's weird. On the edge. Yeah, that's that's like that's like oh, they they actually have a tropical bird on their Fruit Loops box, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like they just they get as close as they can. You squint from across the aisle in Aldi, and the cereals look like real cereals. They don't look like bits of cardboard in a cardboard box. Uh, they they look like real cereal. You know what? They're actually okay. I've eaten all these cereals before. Whatever. But uh, um, yeah, I'm not like uh, you know. What else was there in this PlayStation <laughs> thing? <laughs> Fair games with the dollar sign was in there. Uh, the Talos Principle Two. Principle Two. They made a second. There's. I thought there was only one Talos Principle. Phantom Blade Zero. Spider-Man Two footage. Phantom Blade Zero is a prequel to a like a Chinese mobile game, and it's like <laughs> it's like the most AAA looking video game I've like ever seen in my life. Uh, very funny. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Play that out of Spider-Man Two though. I'm gonna say that new yeah, game I'm gonna from play the that. Night in the Woods people. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, so it's, it, they they chose to go with a cat again, I guess. <laughs> Daring in the exact same uh, art styles, it's, you know. Curious. Then, Let's see how then that you turns know out. what it is, though. Yeah, I guess. Speaking of art styles, uh, are guess. we finished with the PlayStation showcase? Discussion uh, who cares? Who cares? Here's my next question. Uh, I've been thinking about how a few years ago I once participated in a focus group for a video game where they asked me what kind of art style the game should have. As examples, they gave me realistic, or cell-shaded, or pixel art. What other examples could they have given me, or (laughs) could I have given them? Oh, boy. Um, Budget PlayStation 2. Yeah, budget PS2 is good. Broken. Just isn't, yeah, just (laughs) broken. Watercolor is one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Claymation. Oh, Climation's my, good. Here, here's my favorite one: hand drawn, which people mm. use to mean literally anything that they yeah. want. Yeah. Oh yeah, they love doing that. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, what, what you know, like Mario Kart 8's graphical aesthetic is what I would describe as a. Uh, uh, I would have never known this phrase if I hadn't like been to Big Camera or Yodobashi Camera in Japan. But there are certain types of toys that are made for children that are made of a soft vinyl. Which in Japanese mm. they they abbreviate as sofubi. So, so that's I feel what that like sofubi need right is what it stands yeah. for. So like toys that are made for younger childrens, right? Like like chibises, chibises. Yeah. 
and they're just like a soft toy that you can uh, you can ram into your skull and not cause any blood wound, right? Um, yeah. So I feel like Mario Kart 8 has what I would describe as a soft vinyl aesthetic or a Sophie aesthetic. Sure. So does Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon has a Sophie aesthetic. So that's uh, that's the one I would suggest if I were on such yeah. a focus group. That's a cool one. Uh, Katamari. That's an aesthetic mm. you could. Mm-hmm. You could. Uh, I think Annapurna's got that one. Like on. Uh, the, I think they bought that though. I think you're not. Yeah, they out. bought it's that true. whole aesthetic. Yeah. But who's who's this focus group from? It could be Annapurna. Yeah, it's true. I'm not allowed to tell you. Is it Annapurna or is it just like 1,600 different uh, publishers that are somehow valued at like a billion dollars each? I like it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, There's there's, um, Chinese mobile game. There's Korean mobile game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the difference between a... Chinese mobile game and Korean mobile game? Is that oh, the, the art style. So Chinese mobile game is either um, extremely sweeping, swooping, pastel, flowy, or chunky big head characters with a certain type of eyeball. And then Korean mobile game is chunky big head characters with a different kind of eyeball. Oh, God. Frank's opened up two tabs now, and he's looking these up. <laughs> he's just like, you can tell he's probably muted his microphone, so you can't hear the furious typing. He's got. He's like, I gotta see this. Really, really, really sexy 3D lady. Um, oh, oh, now, now, 3D, uh, now he's got three tabs open. Oh my <laughs> god! I mean, it might help at this point to tell you that it was a gotcha game. I will nice. get you. Wait, nice. uh, what you could also have suggested like early 2000s Malaysian flash game. Oh, I'm just thinking of New Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo hey, DS. Hey, wow. You know, I actually did see a Malaysian like Flash game at one point, and it did look like Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers before New Super Mario Brothers came out. And it was cool as heck. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I actually, actually think that, that game looks there, neat. There's two more aesthetics you could go for. One is Newgrounds. That's one. Yeah, yes. that was about, mm-hmm. that, that's the one I was waiting for a little bit of silence before I did that oh, one. Oh, sorry. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Newgrounds. Anyway, you got it. And then the other, the other that I was thinking of is like, I don't know how to, exactly to say it, but like early 2000s flash that's not new grounds like uh whatever oh, yeah. the amico was trying to do mm-hmm. yeah God, the amico would have been so cool let's uh, let's be what, honest like home star runner core no HSR. like hsr um More, what it, about foam star runner yeah foam star runner um <laughs> that's if nothing. what it's it's like if you if you take uh realistic graphics and then made clip art of them and then animated it that's what i'm talking about yeah i like that stuff, stuff. Like oh that a stuff. licensed game boy advance so that's oh yeah! Like really bad compression of Terminator of like Three: Rise art. of the Machines uh, for Nintendo th- uh, Nintendo Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I don't know that one, but probably it's yeah. it's yeah. You you you'll know it if you see it. I don't know what that means. Besides those it. like cutscenes that are just like still images of freeze frames of movies that are compressed to like sixty three colors. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, there's a British Amiga game. That's a style. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You you know exactly what it looks mm-hmm. like. Oh no! Like it has to do that every time you. It get has there. to do that, and there's oh, everything's no. bouncing. <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh there's just absolutely uh brazenly inaccessible, uh just authentically uh shellacked in uh in in a culture foreign to the viewer, like Ode no Diori. Um, there's uh yeah. just shellacked in culture uh in a specific type of gag manga illustration style there's a, a suzuki bakuhatsu is uh is a a, a, yeah. a, a, a graphical style all its own mm-hmm. trying to think of games that are graphical styles all on their own 
that nobody people just don't talk about a lot of these um what else is there that is what i told them i told them you should make a game that doesn't look like any other game and they said that's not really helpful yeah <laughs> we don't want they to. didn't employ uh artists they only had tracers i guess uh, people who were tracing things uh tracing is cool if they though. asked you how much water or soil you lo- you wanted that would have been a ficus group Oh yeah, that would have been right. Um, you, the, uh, Final Fantasy VII, I think, is a, is a distinct art style that has never existed outside of Final Fantasy VII. I mean, technically, is, sort of shadow, shadow, uh, shadow madness. Shadow madness is sort. I of, love Shad Mad. I'm a huge yeah. Shad Mad head. Mado Shadness. I'm a huge Shad Mad head. Uh, when I met with Ted Woolsey, uh, uh, for uh, pitching a game to Xbox, Chris Charla introduced me. We talked about Chris Charla before the show. Chris Charla introduced me to Ted Woolsey. And uh, I was like, uh, I'm going to tell him I like Shadow Madness. And he's like, don't, you don't have to tell him you like Shadow Madness. He said, you don't have to. He didn't say don't <laughs> tell him. Right. And I sat down and I shook his hand. And I was like, I love Shadow Madness, dude. And he was like, yeah. He was so excited. He was like, yeah, we really, uh, uh, we really believed in that one. And I'm like, yeah, man. Game was game was awesome. Ted Woolsey. Shad Mad. That's the answer. More games should look like Shad Mad. You've been asked to contribute the text for one of the many books you can find throughout Elder Scrolls to the next installment of the series. They pay what do you write? Yeah, they're paying. Um, okay. I write a prompt into chat GPT and I uh, <laughs> go do something Lord. else. Nice. Right. Oh, that's no. probably, probably about as good as it would get. I write yeah. a I write a deep, ridiculous, lengthy, overwrought story about the guy that is fixing the wheel on his wagon at the start of the game, and then when you get back there at the end of the game, he's still fixing his wagon wheel. See, while you're doing that, I'm gonna be on vacation. Sounds great. Yeah. I would just smoke a blunt and let the writing uh, do itself, basically. Yeah. You what know, smoke mean? a smoke a big dube, and then just go. Oh, I don't know what to do. The ideas would come to me then. I know what to do. But... Yeah, they'd be solid as heck. Uh, is, is there any particular hook in this game series you would want to hang that dube on? I'm going to tell you. Uh, so I've never actually read one of the books in the Elder Scrolls games, nor do I ever plan to, to be perfectly honest. I don't mind lore. I don't mind world building. I don't see any need to take any kind of an absolute Sith-like adversarial stance and post a 28-tweet-long thread that's like, lore is the worst thing in modern games, and here's why. And it's like just making lore for a person who doesn't uh, – to describe why lore is bad. Uh, you're just basically begging everyone who actually gets through the thread to disagree with you. I feel like I've seen like eight Twitter threads that were someone uh, deriding, uh, decrying lore. His date is evil twin. I don't think, yeah, Data's, yeah, he's a, he's got a better personality than Data. He's funnier. He's got a, he's got a sense of humor. It's true. Uh, so I, I don't see the need to antagonize him so much. Uh, 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 what was I talking about? Lore? Uh, <laughs> so we, Sorry. these books are, all of the books in the Elder Scrolls games, there's, there's just an interesting amount of how much I can't care less, uh, re colon, uh, any lore that has anything to do with, uh, let's just go ahead and call it what it is: Kmart, uh, Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Kmart, <laughs> all these serial aisle Game of Thrones, <laughs> right? So it's like, uh, w- like w- what? What are the books usually? Is it just like, like diaries and stuff? Is they'll that... tell you about some god or some dragon or some ancient legend, and maybe you'll be able to find it in the game, and maybe you won't. And the dragon. Uh, sometimes it's an in-universe play or something. The dragon nephew Jagannar ascended to the fourteenth throne, or is this something like that? Yeah. Okay, well that's that's trash. Then I would <laughs> uh, I would 
queue up chat GPT. Okay. And, uh-huh, and I would uh-huh. and I would and I would roll a joint. That's what I'm saying. And just watch it. Just watch it happen. That's what I'm saying. I you know what? I'd say, yo, chat GPT, break me off forty two thousand words about a dragon nephew named Jagannar ascending to the fourteenth throne. Uh and then I would sit back and just go, Yeah, dude. All right. And Let just me ask watch you a question. And watch it roll. What would actually make those books worth reading? Uh, I don't know. Being, like, uh, I don't know if you it, need those existing inside of a video game. That's like extremely cool. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, like if that's it, fair. I like, I mean, I think even Brandon, you could conceive of a video game being like cool enough that you would want to read the books left behind. Right? That's is yeah. what is what is hanging out in the game. If not that, somebody invents a really cool, easy way to to just print a localized text as like a texture on a. On, on a book that you can turn the pages of while you're standing in this fancy library with a window overlooking a courtyard. Lost Odyssey, maybe I would read. Uh, yeah, Thousand Years know. of Dreams. I bought that. I actually bought the hardcover of that and read it. I mean, it was in Japanese, but uh, like uh, I, 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 that was real nice. I actually read that. So nice. um, what would make it worth reading? Uh, get an author of literature to write them. My answer to that question is uh, imprison me, and it's the only form of entertainment I have. I experienced that once. I was over. You were imprisoned, my... and all you could do is play Skyrim. Kind well, of. I we were was... we were in prison, and all we could do do was watch Fast and Furious Ten the other day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was visiting my friend Mark in Pennsylvania. That's and kind of a the prison. Only thing he did the entire weekend was read the books in Elder Scrolls on his big TV. So it was either that or do nothing. Wow. I was so embarrassed a couple months back. I was in Pennsylvania. And I was like walking around and I was like, yo, where are all the vampires at? And a guy was like, uh, wrong Sylvania. You're bro. in the wrong, you're in the wrong Sylvania, dude. It was the off season is what it was. Yeah. I, I got, boy, was my face red and my arms were tired because I just, yeah. I'd flown in. Flown there. <laughs> we'll sense. be right back after a quick break. <laughs> This message is endorsed by the Insert Credit Podcast and not the individual panelists. This is the Insert Credit Quick Break. I'm Alex Jaffe, and this week's episode of Insert Credit is sponsored by Sully, a very serious RPG. Sully is a 16-bit style role-playing game that gives the Venture Brothers treatment to the classic JRPG. Made by several members of the award-winning team behind Dungeons of Dreadmore, PC Gamer's Indie Game of the Year in 2011, Sully is set in a world where adventurer is a real profession, where demons conquer the world by corporate tactics, and where you can go to magic school to get a magic job and pay off your magic loans only to ask yourself, after 20 years, where has all the magic gone? Sully looks like Fantasy Star 4 on the streets and plays like Valkyrie Profile in the sheets. Think a little Final Fantasy X, a little Super Mario RPG, and you'll have a pretty nice idea of what Sully's going for. Go to sullyrpg.com steam to wishlist Sully, a very serious RPG, on Steam today. Or go to sullyrpg.com list to join the mailing list. A public demo will be available very soon. That's sullyrpg.com steam and sullyrpg.com list. And if you would like to advertise on Insert Credit, we can almost certainly make that happen. Our rates are affordable, our terms reasonable, and I'm generally pleasant to talk to as the person taking sales. Just email show at insertcredit.com. Insert Credit. 
Welcome back to Insert Credit. Hey, Frank, guess what time it is? Uh, it's uh, two o'clock, exactly. It's time to go to the dirt bag. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> this is the point in every show, well, almost every show, where we take a question submitted to us by the kind and generous patrons at patreon.com slash insert credit who are able to take advantage of their membership by sending us these questions through a handy form, getting our monthly bonus episodes that you can't get anywhere else, and our weekly episodes ad-free. This week's question comes from LaFish, who asks, what is the finding out that Santa isn't real of video games? Oh, very good. Oh, very good. Heck, I, I think- Finding out Santa isn't real of video games is when, uh, is like being a 13-year-old who posts KYS loser underneath like a blog post on Kotaku.com where the- author is like dark souls should have an easy mode and here's 3000 words explaining very clearly and uh, in good faith why i think that and then starting to make video games yourself and learning that uh, all video game difficulty is just artificially created by a game designer and none of it is real and uh, when your character dies they don't even leave the map the screen just goes black and they're just moved the, and they're just learning that there's just no real difficulty that games are just made by people and uh yeah that it's harder to make an easy game than it is to make a hard game etc etc and learning that uh, difficulty is not real and yes. that uh, dark souls should maybe have an easy mode and then <laughs> like coming to that realization as like an an 18 some some kid was relaying this to me uh in a discord message about how uh people pitch me ideas for stuff all the time right so it's like uh emptying their brains in front of me and i'm like oh that's kind of a neat journey to go on to be like to just uh thinking uh just learning that uh that uh, difficulty isn't real in games or something like that i don't know if that's exactly santa claus not being real of video games yeah this this is a kind of also adjacent and probably not the real answer however uh i was talking with someone recently about hot b we, we love to talk about hot b because it has a good name. H-O-T-B. company that has a good name and uh, nobody really knew what it stood for necessarily and then i house of the barns house of the barns yeah uh i played the game detonator organ uh on the mega cd and it's not a bad game noticed that the intro title screen said under hot b it said he is over there dot 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 because and i was like well that's news to me but I didn't yeah, believe no that way. was truly the name now, of it. He's over there. However, because... now on all the fan wikis and stuff, since I made that tweet, no, they say he is over there because you did it. Name. You don't broke it. And so, and so then, like, how do you how do you then undo that thing that was done accidentally? Um, and so this 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 uh, this guy O five Pro has taken it upon himself to ask the people people who were there, and turns out it was like. Um, who were over there because? Yeah, the, the, who were over there because. Uh, it turns out that at the time, cool A was like a, a phrase for things being good in Japan at the time. Nice. And they were like, cool what's better a. than cool A, hot B? Um, Honda B. And okay. uh, so apparently that's... It that doesn't was, mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. anything. It's just hot B. How do you then correct that uh, when, when like the Santa's out of the bag, you know? All right, so the the bigger the bigger question here. Forget the dirtbag question. The big question here is right now. I want you to say who's your who's your pick? Hot B or Sofu B? Who do we got? Hot B or Sofu B? Well, who I wins? Like hot B. Hot I B. feel like Hot B. Hot B. I don't know. Sofu B is pretty good. Yeah, Sofu B is cool. 
I did just learn about it specifically today. Um, I can tell you the exact moment I experienced the Santa Clauses in real video games, and it's similar to what Tim was what saying. What is it? It was the first time I saw a strategy guide for Pokemon, where originally this game felt absolutely infinite. Like, you could uh. Uh, go on and do anything forever in it, but no, it has very, very specific parameters, and they're it's a disillusionment to see where the edges of the world are. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah. My answer is kind of similar. Um, this this didn't happen to me personally. I was just trying to think of what like a, a young person might experience today, and and I think it might be like clipping into an environment and seeing that there's nothing actually inside yeah. of this building. You know yeah. that it is a that it is a false front. I like I, that. That seems like a moment where you realize like, oh, this isn't a real place. Mine is is related to that, and is is. It's embarrassing, and so I'm going to tell it because it's embarrassing. Because while I was editing Game Developer Magazine, I learned that people make video games instead of that it wasn't all just Shigeru Miyamoto. I asked an artist, um, because I was doing a lot of clipping through things and seeing around stuff, and I thought... So, like, text, when I got behind a texture, I saw that it was, like, reversed, essentially, because I was behind it. Um, And it looked different because there were normal maps on the other side. And so I asked this guy if he'd ever, like, hidden anything secret on the backside of a texture because I didn't understand how textures Mm. worked. And and that it it wasn't, like, a two-sided 2D object. It was a one-sided 2D object that on one side had some processing applied to it. And just, like, it was very embarrassing to be the editor of a magazine about game development and have this guy have to correct me on something so rudimentary. And that's that's it. So maybe that was when I realized I wasn't Santa. You weren't Santa? Yeah. I think when you went, I think for most gamers, when you get to the credits of a video game and you see that there are more people than Shigeru Miyamoto and that Shigeru Miyamoto's not even in the credits, I think that's a real Santa Claus isn't real moment. You're playing like an American game or like a Konami game. It's like, where's Shigeru Miyamoto? And you're just looking for him and he's not in there, not even in the special thanks. And you're like, that's weird. I don't understand. (laughs) But I think an actual answer that is not development or joke related or personnel related is every one of these open world video games um, that banks itself really hard, like the modern games, the more immersive ones, Cyberpunk 2077, really good example, Um, games that bank really hard on evoking verisimilitudinousness, right, and making the, the player feel like they're in the world, right, like, like, Cyberpunk 2077 does, uh, if you're up for it, a phenomenal job of Disneylanding you along for like the first three or four hours of the game, like making the world feel really textured and real and rich and full of people and life. And then there's a moment in every one of these open world games where in some games it's later than others, though in some games it's earlier than others, where you just suddenly see something and the incompleteness of the world just kind of hits you and you're like, ah, yeah, this really is just a dumb video game. And then you stop obeying traffic laws, Mm -hmm. you know, because like like games can get you, they can immerse you so hard, especially these, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, now that it's been out for almost three years, let's just, I can just say confidently, it's a very well-made, interesting, cool video game that a lot of people worked really hard on, and they fixed most of the problems. It is just a very, very beautifully dense, rich uh, video game full of stuff, uh, all joking aside, but it's... Uh, there's just a time where you go, oh, this is just a stupid video game in every game. And in Cyberpunk, it came like way sooner than it should have. Meanwhile, in Breath of the Wild, 
it took me like 80 hours before I was like, you know, there's no caves. I can't. There's no tunnels or caves in this yeah, god darn game. There's it's, a couple. Everything's outside. There's a couple caves. And then I started racking my brain and I'm like, are there caves? There's got to be caves. And it's like, no, there's like one cave in the whole game. And it's the one you have to go into to get the guy, the Goron guy. It's like the one, it's like a tunnel. That's like a tiny little tunnel. You start in a cave, first of all. And then there's. Uh, yeah. Well, no, see, that's that's how they how they get you. And then there's caves that you blow up. You blow up with some bombs and then you get into a cave and there's like a stuff in there. They're just little divots, though. They're not like cave caves. They're not like Elden Ring caves where it's They're like. big boy caves. You're going true, like but... miles beneath the earth. And yeah. then I've had it spoiled for me that Tears of the Kingdom has tons and tons of caves everywhere and there's like a narrative explanation for it there's like an explosion goes off at the beginning of the game and it creates caves all over hyrule and it's like caves is like a feature like probably a bullet point on the box caves more like low rule we got caves so it's like it took me like 80 hours of this game to go wait why are there any caves so that was a not exactly a santa claus moment but it's pretty brandon do you feel really clever about that low rule joke no, I don't. No, because that's actually good. Because that's, 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 that's actually a, a big Zelda thing. That's a big Zelda thing. Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't know anything about that. Anyway, this isn't exactly San- no Santa. It's more of a milkshake deck situation. But it is. Uh, I do see the the light go out of people's eyes when, for example, I tell them that Castlevania Symphony of the Night composer Michiru, Michiru Yamane yeah. like believes that the 2020 election was stolen and is like a right-wing nationalist yeah, anti-immigrant oh, yeah. person like when 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 people see that their beloved creators that they've put up into this like spot of pure innocence um or like when you tell people who owns king of fighters yeah oh yeah exactly yeah uh people people are like but but why <laughs> why is it that way meanwhile there's also like hideki naganuma who has this mixture of progressive uh, yeah. and weird uh yeah. This uh, this mixture of uh, of of progressive and bizarre that uh, is uh, occasionally enthralling to look at, but usually worth not thinking about. Yeah, he's he's more like one of those uh, you know all those like violent Santa movies where Santa uh, murders there's, people. There's, there's like three of them now. There's a whole bunch <laughs> there's, of those. There's, there's bad Santa. There's a uh, fat man. There's violent night, and then the, now there's a. Uh, uh, the Rock has one where he plays Santa's elf. Yeah, and J.K. Simmons is like action movie Santa. What what's going on with violent Santa? And there was the there were the old ones where Santa was like a killer. The in the nineties that was the whole thing. Yeah, um, is violent Santa the new rapping granny? And have you seen God darn Santa Claus himself is in a movie called Detective Crashmore? Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Like it's it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they got him for that. <laughs> Yeah. All the way from the North I heard they paid him two mil for that one. Yeah, they paid he didn't even mil, have to dude. do a good job. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever, whatever his next movie is, he's, that's his quote. He that's gets what two they mil. Have to pay him. I've learned that our viewers, uh, our viewers love when I uh, surreptitiously quote "I think you should leave" sketches during the show. People are always, always begging me to reference more things that I like uh, that they also like. So that was for all the fa- the. Uh, all of the Detroiters fans in the audience. So mention stuff. Uh, Here's my next question. If you could open the licensing rights to one car for every racing or driving game to use forever in perpetuity, Honda what would it be? 
Uh, 2004 Subaru WRX because I'm tired of it being the ga- the the car that is like the the cheapest to buy at the end of the tutorial of every video game. Just let me buy it. But just just give it to me at the beginning of the game. I I have a whole project going that I don't know if I'll, it'll ever uh, bear fruit. But it's like rating every racing game uh, post a specific point in time from like uh, zero to uh, the Subaru WRX. How long does it take to get <laughs> into to get a WRX driving on on a track with a Sega Rally being the uh, you know the champion because it's zero seconds. But uh, you know couple of games are zero seconds but it's uh just just give me that one who cares uh, i don't know you said honda prelude brandon yeah fifth gen honda prelude is what i would like to have just kind of all the time give me one of those uh how about why don't you give me a um kamata fiera that is kamata a fiera. that is a ridge racer automobile which would mean that uh all uh all racing games have to be ridge racer after that Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. It's Ridge Racer. I play a lot of Ridge Racer myself. It was Ridge Racer. It was Ridge Racer. He was right all along. He was right. It was Ridge Racer. It still should be Ridge Racer, but it isn't anymore. Give me an Ocelotto Bisonte. That Ridge isn't Racer anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and say I I 3,000% completely understand why there's no Ridge Racer anymore. I, I understand it as well. I just don't like it. Yeah. just don't like it. I want I want the world to be in a place where it's okay to make a new Rage Racer, but um, I honestly think it was wise to stop making them. Like it was it was a genuine act of wisdom. But I do think there's there's got to be a certain point at which it's okay to make a Rage Racer again. Yeah, they could point. try, but uh, uh, it would have to be like retro. Yeah, like uh, because they got to a certain point where Gran Turismo and its ilk had wrapped their tentacles around everything. People yeah. wanted real cars in real racetracks, uh, motor racing being a real thing that lots of people are really... Yeah, uh, and, and kind of Burnout and and those types of games sort of took the uh, the arcadiness to a different extreme, and so Rich Racer was kind of sitting in the middle, being being less over the top, more realistic than a than a burnout, but less realistic than a Ridge Racer was never trying to be a straight up real racing game. Except for our racing e- evolution, which did not work. Rid- yeah, yeah. That's uh that was where I think they started to see we gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we we gotta get out of here. Ridge Racer first and foremost was always a reason to explore making fast graphics. It's like we're let's just make some fast 3D graphics, see what we can yeah. do. It was all that, and they were beautiful. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, of of treasure and, uh, and and beauty in those games. But yeah, Frank, do you have a racing car you want to put in every racing game? I'm pretty car blind. They're all just cars to me. I want Frank to have. Uh, so when Frank and I were living next to each other, um, there's another neighbor, and uh, I was saying that I was doing something with you or whatever, and he's like, "Who?" He he didn't remember who you were, despite living yeah. next to you. I was funny. like, "Oh, Frank." Uh, he he lives right there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the last Saturn in America." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I think you should have a Saturn. Wait, why are there no Saturns in Sega Rally? Good question. That is wow. a good question. That's my good joke. That's a good joke. Uh, I, don't, I, think I, was... I don't. I don't want my Saturn to live on in a video game. I don't care about that stupid car. No, I, well, no. That's that's why it works because you don't care about cars and you drove that thing for like about five years longer than you should have. Um, and so to me, like that's like the Frank Cifaldi vibe with cars. It's like I don't know. Just give me a car. 
<laughs> that's true and i guess i guess an old saturn is a just give me a car yeah yeah, yeah. like if you uh, put car into the scribble knots of the video game generator that's what would come up i mean realistically it'd, it'd be a toyota corolla yeah corolla or well, yeah i guess a Cor- depends on the generation corolla or a camry yeah corolla or camry. camry's more of a uh it's not as fun to look at from the side as a corolla i think a camry is more fun to look at from the side do you think so? I think it, just I looks, it, it looks a little. It looks a little. Car. We just. It's just every Uber in New York is a black Camry. So I'm just seeing Camrys. I was in. I was in two Camrys today. So it's. Uh, nice. It's just they're just boring to me. I, I, and, and I mean they got that GR Corolla. You see that, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. Man, what a car, huh? Yeah, it's weird how they've kind of switched positions because the Camry used to be like the higher end yeah. thing, and and now with this they they. Uh, Flipping it around to the Corolla. I don't, well, that's I don't a Corolla for freaks, though, dude. That's like a Corolla for absolute, absolute weirdos. Yeah, that's probably what I would get. <laughs> yeah, I would I would drive that till its wheels fell off, uh, literally. I wish I lived somewhere where I could just have a car. Frank, what car are you still... What, what car are you driving now? What do you got now? He's, he's got a Leaf. Oh, a Leaf. What's a Is Leaf? It not, oh, no, it's a Spark. I'm sorry. You got a Spark. A spark? Oh, we have two cars. We have, yeah. a, we have a, Prius. a Prius with all the stuff in it. Um, it's like 20... 18 something like that and and uh yeah chevy uh not is it the spark it's one of the two electric I, only chevy volt it's not a volt. <laughs> the bolt isn't electric right it's just a regular car uh I, I believe it's chevy spark it's a little guy um goes real fast gets about 60 miles which is way more than enough as a commuter car and then the prius is like if we need to go further than that Man, yeah. that that GR Corolla starts at uh, thirty five thousand. Oh, I'm looking. So. I've been looking at it. I've been I've been eyeballing <laughs> it, and I'm like, uh, I could move to Madison, Wisconsin. I could move to uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I could move to. Uh, I'm just thinking of like places I could move where it would be really cheap, and I could drive a car real fast. Uh, I got places. a kind of open ended question for you here. Hopefully okay. it it includes uh, plenty of room to speak about the Toyota GR Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> you might. We'll see where you go with it. Here's my question: When do you block? When do you dodge? And when do you parry? Uh, blue check. Um, <laughs> is 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 the the true answer? Is I only ever dodge because the other things seem hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Like I'd rather just like roll around like an idiot than try to figure out how to block things. 100%. I guess I block, I dodge, and I parry when I forget to turn off Daruk's protection in Zelda Breath of the Wild, <laughs> uh, because every time I try to block, it shows me that one of my three the uh, three parries will activate if the enemy hits me, so I then dodge. And if I don't make the dodge, if I dodge into another enemy attack, I parry. It's an example of blocking, dodging, and parrying at exactly the same time. Uh, I'm surprised I was able to think of that. Thank you. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. I bl- I dodge when I'm playing God Hand. I block when I'm playing uh, Elden Ring. When I'm playing Street Fighter, and I parry when I'm playing uh, Bloodborne. Yeah, I mean, so I I block in Street Fighter when I'm holding back, which is a lot of the time, and uh, well, some of the time, and then I I parry when I accidentally hit forward at the same time as somebody attacking me, uh, but not. Yeah. When Not you parry, purpose. it's usually a surprise to you. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I totally did that on purpose. You know, the parry in Street Fighter 3 is neat. It's a cool Oh, it's mechanic, cool. It's cool but, and it's uh, good. I have nothing. Uh, I think it's great. I'm just not good at anything. I just don't like the control implementation for it. Yeah. Uh, I think there could have uh, been a different button, like a parry button, like a foot, a gas pedal you step on. Man, why did nobody in the 90s or early 2000s make a fighting game with a gas pedal? 
Yeah, you know, question. a joystick with six what, buttons and a gas pedal down by your foot. No, for like something else. Could have been the whole gimmick. Right? Yeah. When you shift like, up in Guilty Gear. Yeah. Yeah, like with Time Crisis. Yeah, in Time Crisis with the reload pedal. Yeah, it's neat. I don't know. Arcade games with gas pedals are cool. I got a foot pedal uh, at my desk for that some hotkeys. Uh, but that's that's what God le- level I'm on over Hot here. Bees. I bought a bunch of uh, uh, of broken PCBs, not broken, non-functional, non-correctly functional PCBs from a guy in Italy, and they're going to arrive, and then we're gonna see if they work. But I I might like the the result of that might be that I get you know cool borders for twenty dollars. Cool borders plus an hour of fixing it. Um, versus two hundred fifty dollars. Cool Borders is a PlayStation game, though. It is a PlayStation game, but there, the I I haven't actually been able to figure out what unique things the arcade version has, but it appears to have some, or, or at least the title screen is different. But uh, that was related to something that we were talking about, and uh, I don't blocking, know dodging, and parrying. Blocking, dodging, par- oh no, it was related to the gas pedal thing. I, oh, I yeah. have been looking up like. Could I just buy a light gun for my arcade machine? Could I just buy a steering wheel and just like have it floating out here in a chat attached to the JAMA harness? And I believe the answer is yes. It would just be really fiddly and unwieldy. But I've been thinking about it because I've been buying these buying these stupid boards because they're so cheap and 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 avoiding buying things that require a steering wheel. But then thinking, should I avoid it? Maybe I should just go for it. So uh, been thinking about gas pedals in arcade games, and that's yeah, why gas pedals are cool. I just don't see why there ain't no fighting game with the gas pedal. Nobody's yeah. thought of it. Somebody's Frank, got the, to. You, you know the company Philco? Love Philco. Uh-uh. No. So Phil, Philco is a Korean arcade company that made a bunch of original stuff, stuff and also some bootleg things. And um, I was reading up on them. And uh, on KLOV, the killer list of video games, it was stated uh, it is unknown how many games Philco released. Ooh. And... One of the one of the games that I bought is an untested Philco game board of who knows what. Yeah, mm. and so that's that's very exciting. I'm sure it's going to be one of the ones that are known, but what if it's not? Uh, very <laughs> exciting. Board. Very exciting. Philco. A lot of du- a lot of dumb mysteries in 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 those days. I find. Yeah, like There's, they're really fun. Those mysteries. We really know every game eight game. I don't know. Probably not. About supervision. How could we know with confidence? I'd play them all. You would not play them all. That's a, that's a joke. I absolutely would not. I think I have loaded every game eight ROM at least once. Is there a system you've played every game for? Like does that like uh, what define played? Like, yes, like uh, I yes, just uh, said I did for game eight. Does that count? Yes, Give it. Uh, I right. would count that as one. Uh, I also did that for uh, the Game King. Oh yeah, Game King. Don't think I did for Mega Duck yet. Um, Mega Duck rules. <laughs> um, I imagine the uh, whatever the stupid like expanded PC engine is that has like five games on it. Big boy engine. Super graphics. Yeah, I played all Super those. Graphics. I think yeah, I that's, have, that's an easy slam dunk. I have. I think I've loaded every 32x game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've played every 32x game. I've played every Neo Geo Pocket Color game. Oh, I played every um, Atari 7800 game over a weekend. Mm. Um, it's not, that's not a thing to ooh at all. Uh, it's <laughs> nice to be able to claim that. You can get okay. all the Jaguar games pretty easy, except if you don't count all the homebrew post, uh, post-mortem nonsense. You don't have to count homebrew. And, and unreleased stuff. But, um, another one you could get pretty easy if you, if you had weekend is, uh, the Super A-Can, but you gotta, you gotta get them all first. The Super A-Can doesn't have very 3DO would be very difficult. 
Is 3D O that difficult? I don't well, know. Well, like in Japan, there's a ton in Japan, right? There's a bunch of Japanese oh, yeah. games. Yeah, and there's a lot ones. of like um, porno- pornographic photo shoot games and things. And, oh, know, hubula, hubula. I don't want to <laughs> touch <right>. those. <laughs> I also feel like 3DO is probably a CDI situation where it's like, okay, what counts? Right. Yeah. CDO, 3DI. You know, like, like the software that, I don't know, like shows you all the new Toyota cars or whatever. Is that a game? Is GR yeah. Corolla in there? Probably. I would say it counts as a game if it's on Moki Games. What? A lot of games that, aren't wow, on Moki Games. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's a totally unproblematic statement with zero repercussions. It's Moby Games uh, related to the the Herman Melville book, Moby Games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why I yes. found that funny. Moby Games but I did. or the catalog. Her- Herman Herman Melvisions uh, Moby Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the website. Yeah, or the website. There you go. I was thinking what the or the would be. Oh, yeah. Okay. So King James Bible for use on Game Boy is on uh, Moby Games. So, yeah, it's a game. Uh, the Bible is a video game. It sure Alex is. Gaffey. It sure well, is, Frank. Some would say the greatest video Wait, game. Wait, who's uh, Frank? Who's in the credits? Who's who's the writer? Oh, God. Let's see. Let's see. It does not have credits. Oh, God. What? Uh, well, it's the King James version. Did King James write the Bible? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I guess he must have. It's basically. I think he sponsored it. I don't think he wrote it himself. Got it. You know what? Speaking of somebody who was raised Catholic, uh, the King James Bible is so much better than the other the the ones that followed it that are more literal or whatever. King James, a uh, guy, was a a, a proto Hollywood executive uh, genius uh, at his uh, linguisticals in there. It's, it's well written. Is Ving Rhames named after King James? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna paste in the uh, the the navigation for um, uh, switching books within the King James Bible into into general. There. Oh, that makes it a game, all right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Old, numb, Ruth, Tukin, <laughs> Ne. Let me tell you about this. Prav, Germ, Zeke, Eckel. Oh, one Kern. To the. Yeah. One Kern's my favorite. One the and to the and. T- oh, did you miss Tit down here? <laughs> nice. Why? Uh, Please tin. open the book of Sleeve McDyckel. <laughs> yeah. Uh Pizzlem. <laughs> Axod, that's me. Uh, it sure I'm Axod. Here is wait, the wait, end wait, of wait. Our show. What, no, one other thing here. Yeah. You know, link you link it to the screenshots on Moby Games. There is not one screenshot of a Bible verse. Oh um, uh, nice. Yeah. Because that would uh, violate separation of church and state. Well, I, I was gonna <laughs> yes. say copyright law, but yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, but there's also Bible Word Match and Bible Shepherd. That's, those, are games. those are games. Yeah, Bible Shepherd might be what makes it a game. The Bible is my shepherd and I shall not want video games. Is that it? I yeah, think yeah. the actual rule for whether or not something counts as a game to say you've played all the games on a console is uh, you have to be able to block, dodge, or parry. Yeah. <laughs> Can you block, dodge, or parry in the King James Bible? I don't know about that, about that shepherd game. Yeah. Yeah. You can, so. you can psalm lamb and hag. Nice. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. It's a game. We're going to close out with a violence island. This is our last violence island of the season before we bring it to our tournament of champions. So lots yeah. of It's the last one before the next one. It's the last one before the next one. Our, this is a game to explain to anyone who 
hearing this for the first time, uh, we have a thread on our community forums.insertcredit.com where people can submit who would win in a fight scenarios of their fantasies. <laughs> Is this we, your first time? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun how you t you trip up on the ones that you say the most. Yeah. I, I don't really understand it, but uh, that's fun. <laughs> this is my first episode, guys. It's fun. <laughs> Give me a break. It's my first day. Uh, we adjudicate them, and then we take the winners of those matches and make them fight each other until there's one champion. Our first match is Buck Bumble versus Mr. Mosquito. Oh, well, Buck Bumble's got guns Buck and Bumble's such, right? He's got guns for sure. <laughs> Mr. Mosquito's literally just a mosquito. He's a regular old, he's a regular old blood-sucking insect. Also, Mr. Mosquito is is trying to help the family have a good time and help them with their day actually. Like the result right. of him biting them is always positive for mm -hmm. the uh for the person getting bitten. And Bumble's just in it for himself. He's just in it for himself. He wants yeah. to murder yeah. and kill. Yeah. Buck Bumble, let's let's face it. Buck Bumble's nuts. Yeah, um, he sure he'd is. kill anybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I sense I sense a little bit of fear in all of us uh -huh. talking about Buck Bumble. Yeah, don't yeah. say his name three times in a row. I don't it, like him. Bayonetta versus Alicia Claus, the Bullet Witch. Oh no, the Bullet uh, Witch siblings. Shoot. That's a difficulty. Well, uh, speaking purely from like a play control perspective, uh, you know, about blocking, dodging, and parrying and such. Yeah, Bayonetta, Bayonetta has all of those moves and. Uh, Alicia Claus has a has basically none. She has like a jumping cartwheel she can do that looks yeah. like it, it. But her center mass stays in exactly the same place. Yeah, it's hilarious during during the the maneuver. So it's like ah, uh, I love Bullet Witch. Probably yeah. probably best game of all time, right? I mean, I don't sure. think any of us disagree with that. Sure. Um, and every level is really good. There's not even one like it's really not even bad one level. really annoying one. Yeah, there's... <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, so, it's it's a real shame to say this, but I think Bayonetta would turn her into dirt. Yeah, she'd turn her into avocado. Yeah, I was thinking about like the magic and stuff, but um, but yeah, her 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 avocados and et, and etc. Uh, that she can do are pretty as world beating as bullet witchesses are, uh, if not more so. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I think Bayonetta gets closer to doing a summon in a way. Than she can manifest an Iron Maiden around a person with the touch of a button. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Alicia can run really, really slow, taking way too many <laughs> footsteps. Yeah, one yeah. one thing Alicia can do is uh, is is do like a force blast that catches a small piece of debris behind her, instantly killing herself. Yes. <laughs> a force blast that requires the like opening of a screen overlay menu. Yeah. It should have just been a button, man. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I so, love Bullet Witch. I'd yeah. smoke that I'm game. I'm that Bayonetta wins this without even having to fire a bullet. Uh, they, right. they probably fight a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I could also see like uh, I could see Bullet Witch absorbing bullet. I mean uh, Bayonetta absorbing Bullet Witch into her coven somehow. But anyway. Oh yeah. Going. Yeah, I think that would she be. She recruits her. Cool as heck. Yeah, I think she would recruit her. E102 mm -hmm. Gamma from Sonic Adventure versus Robo from Chrono Trigger. <sighs> I have to remind myself what E102 Gamma looks like. It looks like a robot in the Sonic universe. Yeah, he looks like Robo from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah, see where this is all he's going. He's just that regular robot. But he's he's got a little he's got a little shooty boy himself. I googled E102 Gamma and the answer I got was negative 56.157715995. Oh, very good. Well, what do you get if you google Metal Gear Delta? 
That's a joke. E102 Gamma's hanging out with all those Sonics, so I feel like it's probably more powerful than Robo. Yeah. Well, Robo's hanging out with dudes who uh, can kill the alien that is uh, going to end the world. Yeah, he's though. hanging out with Magus. Yeah. Robo kind of sucks, though. He does kind of suck. That's kind of what I was. He's a nice. About. I mean, he's an he's an aesthetic that I would like uh, in my house in like yeah. pieces of furniture or whatever. He is never going to give you up or let you down. Yeah, uh, that song Yasunori Mitsuda claims to have never heard, which was very <laughs> yeah, incredible. Come on. Yeah. Just like come Rockstar on. never watched The Sopranos. Yeah. yeah, I do believe the author of Hunger Games never uh, saw Battle Royale, though. Yes, I, I honestly so. do believe. I honestly do believe that. It's an easy enough concept to have parallel thought on. Yeah, I mean, there's a million uh, most dangerous game store like takes out there. Yeah. It's uh, it's different enough. Well, okay, I'm, so going, winning this. I'm saying E102 Gamma is my, I just, but I don't have a lot to base it on, but this isn't a fight that I care I'm about I'm basing it much. on, uh, I, I'm saying Chrono from, or Robo from Chrono Trigger, because E102 Gamma just feels like diarrhea to control, where uh, the Robo from Chrono Trigger, you press up on the D-pad and he just goes, he moves up. Yeah, he just up. goes up. <laughs> whereas, uh, whereas E102 Gamma's like, uh, you know, it's like rolling uh, a fistful of dice. And uh, All right. and then having diarrhea. Ultimately, it doesn't doesn't matter to me because he's not gonna win. Yeah, the the Sonic one. Okay, you going with the Sonic one? <laughs> really? Sonic, he, he sucks. He's like the he's 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 I don't know. Anyway, who cares? He can move who around cares? more. Robo even join your party? I don't. Remember. He does. He's a yeah. party member. He joins. He takes big damage though. He's a he's a big old damage taken guy. Mm-hmm. Takes so it a lot seems of- like we have one strong Robo opinion and two weak Gamma opinions. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. That seems to be about that. how these things go. Uh, well, I don't know. Great. Uh, do Tim's. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, all right. Our next is Baby care. from Super Monkey Ball versus Mature from King of Fighters. Oh, Mature okay. would uh, stomp. There's uh, there's literally a kick button in King of Fighters, and the Super <laughs> Monkey Ball monkeys yeah. are in balls. So Yeah. And I don't think it's uh, possible to roll that ball too well on like a roaring ocean. After having been kicked off a cliff. Now I believe I believe the ball's indestructible. Yeah, I yes. know, but you kick the ball and then they're just then in gone. there, out there. Yeah, yeah, we we specifically established the volcano on Violence Island for the defeat of Ai in a previous season. It's true. And we've all we've all been to the zoo, you know, like the chimp habitat where there's the big sign that's like caution, chimps can't float, right? Yeah. So we know yeah. that these monkeys aren't gonna float. Well, that's why they keep them in the balls. Yeah. She's also an assassin. So yeah, um, if they get out of the sure. ball, they uh, they wouldn't be able to uh, they wouldn't be able to swim back to shore. They would just sink and die. <laughs> All right, time for semifinals. Buck chimps Bumble don't float, Bayonetta. man. Chimps don't <laughs> float. I don't I don't care who knows it. Buck Bumble versus Bayonetta. That's right. <laughs> I guess it's Bayonetta. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Bayonetta would. Bayonetta's think about uh, this. Bayonetta's bonko. Yeah. yeah I think she's bonko. Yeah. She's a little bigger than him too. Little. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Robo, a character we're not really very excited about, versus Mature. <sighs> who's taller? Just take it. Just take, figure out who's taller and just say whoever's taller wins. I don't know. <laughs> just put it down to that. Let's find out. I think Robo. Robo, Robo gonna... has the Robo has those gorilla-like proportions. Let's see. She... Mature is five ten. She's five ten. It's pretty tall. Yeah. Robo's probably like five Robo foot two. Is over 300 years old. Yeah, yeah but okay. they, they, he's well, god darn built to last, How, do you, how does that translate how do you convert to that? Yeah, convert <laughs> yeah. that to height. How many how do you years in an age inch? height? <laughs> you gotta count the rings, right? Yeah. yeah. I've grown one inch a year since age 14, so... Um, okay. 
So he's got to be 300 inches. inches. Okay. Yeah, he takes it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't see the flaw in this. And, you know, Bayonetta's probably beaten giant robots before. I mean, Tim grew one inch every year since 14, but he also started at 14 inches. That's right. Yeah, now I'm 44 inches tall. Yeah. He's not bigger than Chrono, right? Taller than Chrono? Um, Um, I'm thinking back to there's a concept art where he's sitting on the ground with his head open. And Luca's like sitting on his shoulders, uh, oh, okay. uh, like with a screwdriver in his brain, right? There's that. It, so there's like that. Yeah. Um, I've played the beginning like ten minutes of Chrono Trigger about six times. And, I've never uh, played Chrono Trigger. It's good if you ever I've, feel I've like played, playing. I played. Oh, I once played about like I don't know seven hours or something. No, I found uh, it. He's five foot nine. He is one inch shorter oh, than mature. Man, oh, nice. but he's got the he's got those big long arms. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I don't, you 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 set the rules. It's we, you set whoever, the rules too. Whoever's taller, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I it's a you know I I would be looking at my phone if I weren't snowball bowling in Breath of the Wild right now. Yeah, I think so. I think what we've learned is that Robo really inspires a lot of apathy around here. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just something about that guy. We're yeah. not excited about it, but he's definitely going on to the finals to get his ass kicked by Bayonetta. Robo is pretty cool as a character in a piece of fiction. That's about it, though. Yeah. He's, he's, he's neatly positioned but in that, this is in not that story. Who's the more interesting character. It's who's the best at punching. I mean, Robo has some pretty strong punches, though. But are they made out of magic hair? M- Mature is probably better at punching than. Oh, are we? Are we now Robo versus? Uh... Yeah, I think we're Robo versus Bayonetta. Uh, I mean, Bayonetta wins. <laughs> Bayonetta yeah. is real tough. Yeah, Bayonetta's right. whole thing is uh, uh, she's a character who could who could easily uh, take Dante from Devil May Cry to the glue factory. That's like her whole idea. Yeah. She would take him on a date to the glue factory and drop him off there. A first and last date. You know. He would pay, if you know what I mean, in glue. She would yeah. turn Dante into glue, is all I'm saying. That's like the whole concept of her. Her entire move set is just designed to destroy Dante if they were to ever meet. And Dante would kill almost anybody on the Violence Island, I would say. Oh, Bayonetta destroy Dante. Yeah. Yeah, but then Bayonetta would destroy Dante, so it's uh, she might be the she might be the most powerful video game character of all time. We'll we'll find out next yeah, we'll time. Find I don't know how much either of y'all have played uh, Bayonetta games. She's pretty tough. Yeah, she kills God in that first game. Yeah, she could kill Kratos as well, I think. Our season one champion. Yeah, she could kill that goddamn guy. Well, she'll have her work cut out for us next time on Silence Island in about a month. Does anyone have any recommendations? Sure. If you want to watch kind of a fun, uh, what do you call those, movie? Oh, yeah, they Um, have those. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Chow's Fight Back to School. It's got some problematic stuff in it because it's from the late 80s or whatever. Um, but uh, it's it's pretty pretty good. It's got some classic Stephen Chow jokes, um, some okay rumbles. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like, the conceit is that he has to go back to school to find out about some like gun running ring that's happening that may oh, be yeah. involved in the school. As, but, uh, as one does, yeah. But then he just has to, you know, um, take classes and go to school and to, uh, try to flirt with the teacher uh at one point he's like how how old would you say that i that i look to you and uh the the head of the school is like oh, about 30 and he's like no no i'm i'm 17 he's like oh, it doesn't matter how old you are you we're, we're gonna admit you in this school anyway just <laughs> like really just like aggressively stupid almost mel Brixy kind of just like uh there it is there's a joke <laughs> you just put like, him out there yeah 
Um, so there's that one. And also I'm going to recommend, I, I, you know, I'm a couple li- years late to the scene here, but, um, Pink Pantheris is a pretty good vocalist, makes really s- short pop songs that have a Y2K kind of a vibe to them. And it's very interesting to me. So like, she's got a song called Break It Off that, um, heavily samples, uh, Adam F's Circles, which is, uh, popular, like D&B from the time, but it's neat. Drum and bass. Drum I don't know what and that stands bass. For. Not to be confused with DMB. No. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah. Dave Matthews Band. If you sample a lot of DMB uh, from the 90s. Uh, it's kind of a different different vibe. They'll, they'll kill you. But I, I, I really did think it was interesting listening to her take on kind of like a Y2K revamp because it's... She was born in 2001, so she's not doing it out of nostalgia. She's doing it out of the different thing. So, like, when the stoner rock was bringing back the, like, the 70s rock style uh, that was done by, you know, people born in 1981 or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, not born in the 60s who listened to it at the time. And so uh, I hadn't really experienced too much of this vibe of music that was actually popular that takes the 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 y2k kind of thing and and turns that into something new so i thought that was kind of interesting to listen to and look at so uh check that out that's what i got check it out check it out it's always interesting when you see the kids uh uh learning about stuff that you liked when you were younger than them yeah it is and it's it's nice to uh when they do it in a way that's like it contributes, yeah. It contributes, and it's different than how I would have done it because I would be too close to the source material. Yeah, you didn't have enough other influences to, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's not enough uh, new stuff to bounce it off of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, music was uh, a lot more kind of insular and homogenous, at least in the popular circles back in those times, because of mm-hmm. the lack of internet uh, tools and streaming yeah, services and such. Got darned radio. Sometimes. Yeah, again, I've said this a million times. You had to talk to a guy. <laughs> to yeah. listen to it, to listen to a CD. You want to hear this Cornelius remix of this Beastie Boys song? Oh, you got to yeah. talk to the worst guy in the world <laughs> <laughs> for 30 seconds, and he's going to make you feel like an idiot for the rest of your life. You're going to remember this guy. That's Comic book guy on The Simpsons is a very, very weak caricature of this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's out there. I just made a Simpsons reference because someone uh, in the action button Discord, Discord Discord.gg slash action button was a, uh, uh, was it Rainbow Battle Kid being like, I just can't believe you don't know the Simpsons. And it's like, and then it turns out I do actually know all the good Simpsons. And then people are like, why don't you reference it more? And I'm like, there you go. That was for, that was for everybody in that, that Discord thread. So that's my recommendation is hang out in the Discord.gg slash action button, the action button goblin bunker. It's the place to be. Frank, uh, aban- you got one? Abandon uh, all social n- media. Well, I'm in the middle of my recommendation. Yeah, come on. I, I, thought, I thought that was the end of it. Sorry. It's I like recommend it's, you listen to Tim and let uh, him uh, I'm sorry. Abandon all social media and uh, hang out in the Discord. It's like being in an IRC. Uh, except it's, uh, you know, with somehow, you know, it's, we can make, you, you know, Discord doesn't have the best user interface in the world, but it is a little bit better than IRC used to be if you're a 90s uh a 90s young adult like myself. I'm an 80s kid. I'm a 90s young adult. Yeah. You know, if you're a 90s young adult like me, you'll find it uh, akin to IRC and uh, enjoy it. You will. Discord.gg slash action button, action button goblin bunker, twitch.tv slash action button every Friday. Please stop asking me 
where I am. I'm right here. And I'm on Twitch and I'm in that Discord. If you can't find any of those things uh, and all you know is my Twitter, well, first of all, you're not listening to this. Uh, You're literally not here. Um, And second (laughs) of all, I don't really want to chill with somebody who can't find this place. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Find find this place. Put in a tiny amount of legwork. Shout out to the guy who lives across the street from me who watches my videos and saw me on the street uh, this morning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so shout out to that guy. You've already found my house. You know where I live. Uh, we we both came within like 30 seconds of uh, the other, each asking the other, what uh, uh, what uh, floor do you live on and do you face the street? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to make sure you can't see me in my living room. <laughs> how, do you, how, does, how does one politely inquire uh, when one's YouTube, it, it, whether or not one's YouTube viewer has ever seen one uh, uh, hanging out as one does and sometimes letting it all hang out? I don't walk around nude in my apartment, period. And I don't recommend it kind of going against what a popular song would recommend. I don't recommend it. Uh, 90s young adults will know what we're talking about here. What about after midnight? You know, after midnight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, it was so, a very you know, low-hanging fruit joke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, shout out to that guy, Discord.gg. If only he could find Discord.gg slash action button. Uh, then that perfect. Yeah, he, yeah, who, yeah. that's how it, how it goes, I suppose. Um, I want to recommend to that guy. Uh, don't post my address on social media. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, don't 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 shout it from any rooftops, even your own, because I would hear it probably because I can see the rooftop. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for today. Thank you. <laughs> are you sure? Uh, yeah, are you I mean, sure that's all. <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, we are officially done with Tim's recommendation. That is the end of it for this week. Frank. Oh, I, I just wanted to hear Tim out. That was my thing. So that was it. Right. Yeah. Frank, get in Frank's the Discord. recommendation is hear Tim out. Pop yeah. in the discord.gg slash action button and we'll we'll provide you uh we'll provide you a, a role. We'll make you a king among uh, among posters if you'd like. And uh you can post once uh, a week or so and everyone will celebrate and applaud you. Uh so it's it's right there. If you like this episode of Insert Credit, why don't you rate and review it? It's been a while since we got one. I think it's been like two weeks since somebody rated or reviewed our show. It would be nice to get another Why That's don't you? Don't yeah. they? Can't, don't they, is it possible for the you know streaming services are just like deleting shows now, right? Is it possible for Spotify to just delete our podcast because we don't get enough reviews? They just can, say it is. It could happen. Yeah, you, we, you we keep don't it know. alive with your reviews. Uh, you can support us on patreoncom credit <laughs> where you could become a patron to submit your own questions, listen to monthly bonus episodes, get a re- regular weekly episodes ad free. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or Tim's community at discord.gg slash action button. Uh, send all business inquiries to show at insertcredit.com or find a video of this episode on YouTube. This episode is edited by Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And that ridge isn't racer anymore. Red of face and tired of arm, the dragon nephew Jagonar ascended to the 14th throne. (laughs) What happened then surprised even.
The Ancient Ones. <laughs> there we go. 